1: From Mansur's on the Boulevard in Baton Rouge, we're out to lunch with the editor of the Baton Rouge Business Report, Stephanie Regal. It's business Baton Rouge style.
2: Hi, I'm Stephanie Regal. Welcome to Out to Lunch. Living in the shadows of one of the great tourist destinations of the country, if not the world, Baton Rouge isn't typically thought of as a hot spot for the leisure traveler. But that has started to change in recent years as the city and industry associations have begun marketing Baton Rouge more aggressively as a place not only to come do business in the state capitol or watch LSU football, but also to come play. With me today to discuss this is Paul Arrigo, the longtime president of Visit Baton Rouge, the city's convention and visitors bureau. Visit Baton Rouge is funded by the city 6% hotel-motel tax. The organization gets four cents of that, and the other two goes to the Raisin Canes River Center. With that money, the organization promotes and markets Baton Rouge as a destination for both the leisure and business traveler and convention groups. Paul has been at the helm of Visit Baton Rouge a long time, though he is actually a New Orleanian who served as a regional sales director for the New Orleans Metropolitan Convention and Visitors Bureau, as it was called back then, before opening and operating the that agency's Washington DC office for several years. He joined Visit Baton Rouge in 1997 and has been president and CEO since 2002. That's Paul, right. great cool. to have you here. Thanks for joining here. us. And with me and Paul at the table is Ben Blackwell, general manager of the Courtyard Marriott, one of the newest hotels located right in the heart of downtown. When the courtyard opened in September 2018, it brought the number of downtown hotel rooms to more than a 1,000, which was a key goal of downtown and tourism industry leaders alike. Ben has served in management roles in several other local hotels before moving over to the Courtyard Marriott. He also serves as president of the premier industry association in the field locally, the Louisiana Hotel Motel Association. He is also a former president of the Baton Rouge Lodging Association. So he's very familiar and knowledgeable about the market, a longtime veteran as well. So, Ben, it's great to have you here with us today. We can talk about the status of tourism in Baton Rouge. And Paul, I wanted to start with you. Pa- Visit Baton Rouge is funded by the hotel motel tax. As I mentioned, it was increased by voters in 2017. That's right. Where does that money go? What is Baton Rouge getting f- for its tax? Well, month? thank
3: you. Um, as you know, we are totally funded by a hotel tax, which is for the most part is paid by visitors to the area. The additional 2%, which was voted by vote of the people uh, last December went into effect a year ago here in April um, that one half of which goes to the Raising Cane River Center for their renovations and the expansions uh, and any work that's needed over there the other 1% comes to visit Baton Rouge you would like to know where that money's being spent okay uh, we have determined to put together plans over the course of the next several years to pursue certain large uh, conventions conferences events such as Bayou Country Superfest. Uh, we've got something called Travel South coming in next year. We also incentivize certain groups that have a, a certain value to the city. And um, we we look at uh, the value of uh, events, conventions, visitation, et cetera, and, and do certain things to en- enhance mm-hmm. those uh, events in Baton Rouge and to pursue them, certainly with bids. And, and perfect example is next couple of weeks we'll have the regional soccer tournament, which is uh, a $150,000 project.
2: And it was huge to get Bayou Country Superfest back here after it, after it left for New Orleans for a right. couple of years and was in the Superdome there. How significant is that event to this market?
3: Well, I think it does a couple of things. One, it reopened the thought of bringing something to Tiger Stadium other than a football game, which I think was, was one of our... Uh, uh, goals. The other thing is to bring the event back to Baton Rouge over Memorial Day weekend, when we need rooms filled, when we have empty hotel rooms, and uh, the national and international publicity. We've got people coming in from all over the world to buy your country super fast.
2: It's great branding. Well, and speaking of hotel rooms, uh, Ben, the Courtyard Marriott was a really significant project for downtown. Added hundred and thirty something rooms. 135. I believe to the market brought us up over a thousand how is the hotel doing since it opened in the fall of 2018 and and how's the downtown hotel market
3: sure
1: you know the hotels doing well Uh, you know it can always do better you don't get me wrong you know Uh, you're never gonna be satisfied but it's doing well Uh, the downtown market uh, is also doing well we really appreciate Bayou Country Superfest coming back because as Paul said you know Baton Rouge is, is a great market you're having a lot of leisure travelers coming in but holiday events most people want to go to the beach different places like that and uh, having an event such as Bayou Country Superfest over Memorial Day weekend really brings in the, the travelers and businesses and really helps the market in general
2: yeah I know that y'all are um you're cheerleaders for downtown. You're in the hospitality industry. So, and, and not just for downtown, but for the hotel market in general. So, but I'm gonna ask you to be as honest with me as you can. Okay, are we overbuilt here? Do we have too many hotel rooms or is there enough business to fill what's on what's out there right now?
3: Um, I, I will say this, mm. over the last couple of years, we've had a, a tremendous amount of hotels, certainly, certainly over a thousand built in Ascension Parish, and across the river, which is now drawing some of that commercial plant business that we used to get, the industrial plant business. Do we have too many hotels? You know, you never have too many on the right weekends, and some weekends <laughs> you have too It's a very perishable product. I think the quality of hotels has increased over the last several years, and certainly now we're down to three or four brands. So we don't have too many at the right time. Do we have too many spread out? In a perfect world, I would like to have closer uh, proximity of the, of the, of the, uh, of the properties. Mm-hmm.
2: Now, Ben, the group that you work for also owns the Hampton Inn. A correct few blocks away mm-hmm. they opened in 2016 um, is it is it the same market as the courtyard and are you cannibalizing yourself or how does that work or, or is it great having two properties close by because you can
1: it's great having two properties close by the Hampton open uh, it's been open six years now we opened May of 2013 I, I actually opened that property and uh, you know you've got Hilton and you've got people that are loyal to the Hilton brand and you've got people that are loyal to the Marriott brand which is courtyard and That's with you You know, Marriott buying, uh, you know, Starwood, you Mm -hmm. actually bring in another loyalty brand with Starwood Reward into the Marriott new Bonvoy program. So you're not really cannibalizing yourself. Uh, And Hampton and Courtyard are really two different, you know, properties. You know, Courtyard is more marketed towards your millennial who like to sit at the bar, work by themselves. Hampton is more of your family-oriented, things like that.
2: Okay, I didn't realize that. Who how does the baton rouge i guess visitor um, market break out in terms of leisure traveler versus business traveler you know versus those who are here for specific events like the soccer tournament or the bowling congress
3: right uh we are finding that a leisure market is is growing and it's very difficult to define these markets when somebody checks into a hotel you know if they got soccer gear on them Well, you put two and two together, they're soccer players. If they're in a business suit or a, a, a woman or a man dressed as such, they're probably here for either for a conference or for business travel. But we're finding a leisure market, particularly what we're counting on, our, our website visits is, is, is increasing. We think that people are coming in more so from the drive-in market and, um, and we're excited about that. Conventions are, are, are cyclical, you know, sometimes you've got some great years, uh, sometimes you, you have some softer years. But um, leisure-wise, is doing well. But when you look at what it's all broken into, special events, that would include LSU Southern football games, things like Bayou Country Superfest, sporting events like the soccer tournament, Mr. Marucci um, World Series, the leisure traveler that comes in individually, a lot of internationals coming into Baton Rouge, and then you've got the corporate transient and the, and the uh, meetings meetings then. Yeah
2: where does this data come from i mean I, you said it's hard to say but does visit baton rouge collect data or ben do the hotels collect data about and then you report it to the or the lodging associations that you're involved in with
1: you know, really, star reports come out, and then uh, you know, I can let Paul speak to visit Baton Rouge, but you know, we try to collect as much data as we can from email addresses, from surveys, from different things, from the hotel level, uh, and I think Paul uh, has their own set of uh, research. Right.
3: We use star, also star, is a is a uh, STR report, and it it once once a quarter we get it broken down by uh, market segment, market segment, but then again, that's contingent on what the hotels. Mm-hmm. Define it and how they it is entered into that. I mean, you we should, can,
2: and start right, for people who don't know, that's Smith Travel and Research, that's, that's right. sort of the industry yes. standard mm-hmm. that collects the data. But is it self reported by the hotels? it pretty actually
1: not- it, it, they've taken most of the guesswork out of it it's pretty much automated now off of your system so there's no fudging you know you can't fudge the numbers it, it whatever your associate or your you know your computer puts in or the however the person books online nowadays it it's pretty much breaks that into those segments so mm-hmm. takes all the guesswork out of how it how they book okay yes
3: yeah.
2: so why would a leisure traveler want to come to baton rouge I mean, we know we got the cajun country thing a little bit to our west and we have the new orleans thing to our east um, what are the big selling points here if you're really just coming for fun with the kids or the wife
3: well if if or the husband from a leisure point of view we like to think that educationally anyone lives in the state of louisiana should visit their state capital and we've got so many museums and so many attractions here, and we're a very affordable destination. A lot of folks, they come through New Orleans, particularly the internationals, travel on through Baton Rouge, on to Nashville, Memphis, uh, Natchez, et cetera. So we think we've got the product, we've got affordability, we certainly have availability, and we've got the, uh, uh, the uh, accessibility
1: on I-10 and I- I-12.
2: Mm-hmm. And, Ben, what do you hear from your customers in that? Baton Rouge is
1: iconic. Uh, you know, it's got s- such a rich history, uh, you know, from the old state capitol, the governor's man- the old governor's mansion. You've got the tallest state capitol in the United States. You've got LSU. You've got Southern. You've got the plantation, you know, across the river. You've got the sugarcane plantations. I mean, and Baton Rouge is just phenomenal restaurants that people wanna come in, they wanna enjoy Baton Rouge, say they've been here, and you know, we wanna bring them back. And I think part of the exposure, too, is the events such as Bayou Country Fest, or a few years ago had Miss USA. You know, Baton Rouge is really hitting on the map. People are seeing exactly what we have to offer and coming in to experience it.
3: You know something we have, too, and we're very fortunate, nationally, internationally, when you think of the brand of states, California, Florida, Louisiana, and Texas, you know, that, those are branded worldwide, and I think the fact that we're sitting in Louisiana and we, we tout ourselves as an authentic Louisiana experience. You know, we're a little Cajun, we're a little New Orleans. you An hour from New Orleans, an hour from Acadiana, and we're the uh, traditional South. So we think that the brand Louisiana is so very important to us.
2: That's interesting. Which segment of the hotel market do you think is busiest? Is it downtown? You mentioned the ones being developed out by the river, you know, in Ascension Parish and the broader capital region to, to take advantage of that growing industrial market with right. the recent expansion. And, and that's a good thing. But, I mean, I know the Star Report breaks it out demographically by geography. I, was I w- doing I would that? think
3: that it's, it's pretty equal within the, the parish of – of East Baton Rouge, at times, uh, you know, College Drive area, and that, but just because of the the volume and the number of the size of the hotels out there, uh, I would think they might be leading the pack the tab. Uh, but I think when when we look across the board, it's it's a it's pretty much equal across the board. Certainly, those hotels that we deal with downtown, uh, College Drive, uh, Millerville, and uh, blue bonnet, whatever. You. Ben,
2: you were you were on College Drive for a long time, weren't you? Or that segment? No, 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 I, I, okay. no.
1: no uh, but very familiar with that area. And you know, as downtown has really risen out of the 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 derelict status that it was, you know, 10 years ago uh, with the Hilton that opened and the Indigo and then the Hampton Inn uh, and then Watermark, Holiday Inn, and then us, people are beginning to really understand that downtown is a destination to come to. You can park your car, you can walk to restaurants, especially your leisure, you can come, you know, the wedding business down there. So, you know, you're really seeing downtown compete with what I would say Five years ago the College Drive corridor was leading the market and I'd say we're pretty neck-and-neck now
3: you know what what downtown has too is the amount of activities on on the weekends so that if somebody's gonna come and for a wedding or for any reason stay downtown there's either live after five on Friday or the the jazz on Sunday the festivals the events I mean I was down there this weekend and we had so much going on and all the visitors happen to be in town and they get to experience that
2: that's great now I know some of the new hotels as they were being developed over the past few years, and they were pushed for tax incentives, you know, to help them get to help them get built. Um, the argument was that we need twelve hundred hotel rooms downtown, within walking distance to the convention center, to be able to attract these larger events. Are we seeing that pay off yet, Paul? Are these conventions coming here, or well, not yes, yet?
3: Yes, but but you see. Most of our conferences and conventions that come to Baton Rouge are not in the River Center. We have a, a lot of meeting space over at the Crown Plaza on College Drive. You've got the Marriott, which was just renovated with a lot of space. You've got the Renaissance with a lot of space. So when you look at what we have here, particularly with the Crown Plaza, it is large enough to uh, host a lot of state conferences that in Shreveport have to use the convention center. But the convention center is used when we're pursuing larger groups and and what have you. Uh, but I would say keep in mind of the nearly ten thousand rooms, or so in East Baton Rouge Parish. Ten percent of downtown. Mm-hmm. So we're promoting the entire area when it comes to conferences, sure. leisure, etc.
2: Well, and the convention business, as I understand it, is as you as you alluded to, moving away from the the big you know. Convention center space with you know one hundred thousand square feet of space and go into all inclusive resorts under so one roof meeting in the hotel. So uh-huh. do we have that inventory to offer? No, to we the- d-
3: we we don't, and it is very challenging when we're going up against a Hyatt Regency in New Orleans that can put everything under one roof, not need busing, and 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 what have you. So that's where some of the incentives come in that we use to enhance those particular uh, events that we do have coming to Baton Rouge.
2: Okay. You're listening to Out to Lunch. I'm Stephanie Regal. I'm talking with Paul Arrigo of Visit Baton Rouge and Ben Blackwell of the Downtown Courtyard Marriott. We'll be right back after this very short break. You're listening to Out to Lunch. I'm Stephanie Regal. I'm talking to Paul Arrigo of Visit Baton Rouge and Ben Blackwell of the Downtown Courtyard Marriott. Ben, what about Airbnb? Where, (laughs) and and that's and that's I know there's been renewed discussion about it as we look at some of the downtown neighborhoods like Spanish Town and Beauregard Town and what they want to do about short-term rentals. But are they taking a bite out of the hotel market? Do y'all feel it? Oh, uh,
1: absolutely. I mean, and it's not going to go away. And you know, I think you know what we're looking at doing now, especially from the lodging industry, uh, you know, uh, standpoint, uh, is. Regulating, you know, if the hotels are having to pay taxes, then the Airbnb should have to pay taxes as well. Safety standards, things of that nature, you know we know you're not going to go away if you've got a family of five would you rather put them in a in one room or rent a house with multiple rooms you know it it really depends on 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 what you're looking at and uh you know that's kind of where we're at Uh, but yeah it's definitely you know definitely taking a bite
2: are there specific bills uh, before the legislature or that would make the airbnbs pay the same taxes as the hotel it's it's
3: a little it's a little confusing in that uh, the last legislature a hotel was defined as having two rooms or more as far as uh, l- occupancy tax but the state collects on one room or more. It was the way the, the bill was written and, and we're trying to get that cleared away now. Which, first of all, Airbnb is part of our product. People are going to stay there. They're visitors and we're in the business of bringing visitors to Baton Rouge. What's happening when, when we're putting money up for the uh, uh, soccer tournament or, or, or Buy your Country super or what have you We're all about bringing people in, and if they're staying in Airbnbs or what have you, that's wonderful. But we think it's important that they participate in the – they collect, not pay, collect the tax from the visitor and pass it on to the city and to Mm -hmm. us so that we can continue to to pursue it. And we saw – you see this with, you know, the Georgia – uh, LSU game last fall you know we had more people in, from Georgia there than than LSU and, and we looked I think the occupancy was close to 90 percent but the number of people that we run into on the street where you're staying because I like to find out what have Airbnb 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 so it's a way of, of the future it is part of our product we're all about it and we think it's it's gonna grow so we just want them to participate just like the hotels do
2: yeah and I mean in my experience at least as a media person their local people on the ground have been more responsive to working with locals than, for instance, the Uber equivalent or the Lyft equivalent, which they don't seem to be real Uber people in the world, but there do seem to be real Airbnb people that want to work with right. local communities. And it's Is it's
3: Airbnb. I mean, it's vacation by owner and, and, sure, and sure. everything else. So um, they are uh, – well, the city, our taxing collector, you know, the city of Baton Rouge is our collector of tax, although we're not part of city government. We have to have someone to collect it, city of Baton Rouge collecting, and they're working with Airbnb to make this, uh, this happen on a voluntary basis, and it's been done in other cities, but it's beyond Airbnb. It's, it's all of the short-term rentals.
2: Mm-hmm. How much bleed-over do we experience from New Orleans, particularly when they have a Final Four or Super Bowl or Sugar Bowl or anything like that? Um, certainly it seems like a marketing opportunity, but by the same token, I guess...
3: It is. It is. I can tell you several years ago when we had the Super Bowl in New Orleans, uh, I think it was uh, Baltimore and uh, San Francisco. Well, we recognized that the tickets to the fans don't go out until like two weeks or a week prior. So by that time, New Orleans was all packed up. We went social media promoting to try to get those fans, not the big corporate people, the fans to Baton Rouge. We do the same thing for uh, uh, Bayou Classic in New Orleans. We recognize that a lot of people that go to New Orleans for Bayou Classic are Southern University graduates, so we work the social media to try to get them Mm -hmm. to Baton Rouge. Um, Jazz Fest to a certain extent, um, but we try to play off of of, of New Orleans and, and, and realizing that there is a certain amount of overflow. Interesting.
2: Ben, tell me how it works with Courtyard. I mean Courtyard Marriott is such a strong brand and a flag. But like when I go on a hotel website and I want to book a room or I wanna get in touch with them, a lot of times you inadvertently get routed to the the national company page and you have to go through their one eight hundred number and no 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 that's not who I wanted to talk to. And right. How much I guess that raises sort of the question, I mean, how much local control do you have? How much are you able to actually market your Courtyard Marriott on 3rd Street downtown versus you know have
1: it's really on how much you want to spend okay you know and that the, the you know that's pretty much everywhere you go but you know the Marriott brand gives you the opportunity to market locally to, do they? they they do they do you know we we put specific uh, we have our own photo- you know photographs we you know we market everything as much as we can but of course you know they want a piece of the pie as well so they put uh, you know you you're going to have to book some you know i'd say 50 50 you're going to book somewhat through uh through corporate the 1-800 number uh, but uh you know make it very accessible to call the hotel directly to book especially locally with weddings and and things of that nature everything goes uh, directly through the hotel itself do you
2: get a better deal if you book through the hotel yourself if
1: you're looking for group rates absolutely
2: really that's mm-hmm. really good to know
3: you know what what i find too when i when i do the searches that a lot of, um, what do we call them, third parties pop up? Yes. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, hotel.com
1: and oh, what have yeah. you. Media. Oh, and kind of then they so
2: put that. all those those fees on you, exactly. right? And, and mark do. up the price. They do.
1: It's better to go through the 1-800 number or the hotel directly than book if you third party it, right. if you can find it.
2: Sure. How um, do we have the airport that we need to get the... Uh, to get the visitors here, be they business or leisure. I mean, and and are the lack of direct flights here a disincentive to a group that may be wanting to book a convention here or a meeting or conference?
3: Well, from from a convention point of view, do I wish we had better service to New York and particularly Washington DC where the most of the convention planners would see that it would be easier to get here? Absolutely, Mm -hmm. realizing that for the most part You've got four, four hubs that we're working with to Baton Rouge, and that's true with most smaller cities. We tend to pursue regional conferences, drive in market, drive in leisure, et cetera. Now, we recognize that a lot of people come into New Orleans, stay in New Orleans, and they come on to Baton Rouge from New Orleans. That's fine. Uh, Baton Rouge Airport, r- rather than, and this is just my, you know, I fly in and out of Baton Rouge exclusively, I wish they had more choices of times and better connections, but I think you look at any small market now; you're you're up against the same same
1: issues.
2: Yes. Yeah. What do you think, Ben?
1: I agree. I agree. You know, and, and I can say that the the airport has gotten better over the past six years. You know, they've done some great renovations. They've expanded. You know, I I, I agree with Paul. I fly in and out of Baton Rouge exclusively, and I would like to see a few more flights, some better times, some better connections. But overall, I think we have a great airport. And two, with New Orleans going under renovations and some of their terminals closing, I think it's time that we take advantage of some of that as well
2: Mm -hmm. i've referred to you as being president the former president of the hotel motel association we don't hear about motels very much anymore is that just a a word that is is obsolete for branding reasons because they sounded too
1: downscale or you still have motels out there <laughs> like but, Motel Six. Yeah, motel but. six but you still have some independence as well but I, I think for the most part your your brands have really upscaled the hotel experience you know as prices go up you know as a consumer you expect more and so you want to ask you know uh, you know escalate that experience and you know offer more so you know I think that the term motel is it's pretty much going away.
2: Mm-hmm. And, and what's it like running a hotel? I mean I know y'all don't have huge banquet and convention you know services at, at the courtyard but uh, I mean you've got so many different constituent groups and, and you've got a huge employee base and sure. I know a lot of them I mean you have immigrant workforce maybe even language barriers sometimes you gotta sure. juggle a lot of balls you
1: got, you do you have to juggle a lot of balls and, but it, it's fun I think that's what's always drawn me to the business is it's a different experience daily I'm not one of those people that can sit behind a desk and and, and type out a spreadsheet day in and day out and you know I'm up on my feet and I think the most rewarding part is interacting with guests on a daily basis coming from all over the United States and and making the, their stay you know phenomenal uh, wherever you're at I've been doing this 17 years now Uh, I came from South Carolina uh, you know worked in that market uh, for several years before coming to Baton Rouge and it's just a rewarding experience uh, you know making someone's day whether it be a business traveler or a leisure traveler
2: what are your predictions for the top two or three trends we'll see in the next three to five years
1: technology
3: technology and and not only marketing um, social media marketing and and we're getting very involved with that Uh, as technology increases and the need to, to learn and educate I think education as far as conferences etc it will grow I think the leisure market will grow uh, but I think in a different way I think you know we all talk about millennials and, and what have you I think the travel may be a lot different I think the standards that uh, that some of the travelers are looking for will, will evolve well.
2: Paul Arrigo and Ben Blackwell. I wish we had more time to continue this interesting discussion. I've enjoyed having you both on the show, and I know how hard you both worked trying to grow the local market for leisure and business travelers. So thanks for sharing your stories and insights with Thank us you. today and for being here on Out to Lunch. My guests today on Out to Lunch have been Paul Arrigo of Visit Baton Rouge and Ben Blackwell of the Downtown Courtyard Marriott. You can find out more about Visit Baton Rouge and the Courtyard Marriott by going to the links on our website, It's Batonrouge.la. The producer of our show is Grant Morris. Our technical producer is Eric Merle. Our associate producer is Peter Raschuti, And our Baton Rouge business consultants are Charlie D'Agostino, Dave Winwood, and Anne Edelman. If you want to know what we all look like, you can find photos from this show on our website, itsbatonrouge.la, and on our It's Baton Rouge Facebook page. These photos were taken by Carrie Hosford, and you can find more of Carrie's photos at carriehosford.com. You can hear this show and past episodes of Out to Lunch, Wherever you get podcasts and at itsbatonrouge.la. Out to Lunch is a production of INO Broadcasting for itsbatonrouge.la and WRKF 89.3 FM. I'm Stephanie Regal. Thanks for joining me. I look forward to meeting you again next week around the table here at Mansur's for more business Baton Rouge style on Out to Lunch.
0: Out to Lunch Baton Rouge is recorded live over lunch at Mansur's on the Boulevard in Baton Rouge. Mansur's is open for lunch daily 11 to 2 for dinner nightly and for brunch on saturdays and sundays mitchell foreman wrote and performs all the music on out to lunch you can hear mitchell's music anywhere great jazz is sold or streamed and at mitchellforeman.com